Hi, I'm Scott Pilgrim, the Executive Director of Baptist Mission Australia, and it's my privilege to share with you in this Alongside a series. In August last year, I had the opportunity to be in Masangulu in Mozambique. It's a small dot on the map, a small town surrounded by Yao villages, certainly off the tourist track. But it's a place where a Baptist Mission Australia team lives and serves and comes alongside local people and where we see God at work in the most beautiful ways. As our team serve in Masangulu amongst the Yao, they seek to identify ways they can share their faith in, ways that are culturally relevant and make sense to local people. But they also come alongside local people and seek to meet their needs, expressing the love of Christ in action. It happens through projects like uh, teaching uh, Yao people adult literacy skills that they might better read and write in their local language. Uh, health programs, the rebuilding of schools, uh, reforestation and water programs, teaching young men lacking some purpose uh, what it is to gain uh, music skills and record in a local studio, even building toilets at the local public hospital. Yes, it's love in action. Yes, our team members share the good news by word. They lead Bible studies. They tell Jesus stories. But they seek to bring the gospel to the Yao in holistic ways, serving with love in action. While I was in Masangulu, I attended a a town meeting. It was a Saturday morning and and the local village had gathered together with Cam and Kath, two of our team members, to talk about a, a partnership project where thousands of trees will be planted where water has been tapped from a mountain down into this village as a fresh water source, where there'll be this exciting reforestation and climate care project that the local leaders of this village see will leave a lasting legacy in their community. It's a project that we proudly support as Baptist Mission Australia uh, with the local government, and we look forward to seeing how this might grow uh, across other areas in Mozambique. When I was at this town meeting, the meeting was coming to a close and an old man got up to speak. I couldn't understand what he was saying and Kath had been translating for me, had gone and joined another conversation, so I just sat and listened. I could see the man becoming increasingly emotional. At one stage he started to move his arms like this and within me I felt a natural response was to get up and walk towards the man. We shook hands. And then we embraced. I was told shortly after what the old man had been saying. He'd been saying, Scott, can you go back to Australia? Can you go back and thank Australian Baptist people that they would be interested, that they would care about this most insignificant village in an insignificant town on the other side of the world? I tell that story today, honouring that man's conversation. As I walked away from that conversation and wiped some tears from my eyes, I was struck by the fact that no place and no people are insignificant in God's eyes. We work in Masangulu, we work across the border in Mangochi in Malawi because these places that might seem insignificant to many are significant in God's eyes, as are the Yao, who we seek to bring the gospel to in ways that make sense in their culture, in their language. 
when we think about the call to be alongsider, that's not a call just for Cam and Kath in Mozambique or Tim and Mel and John Claude and Joyce, David and Susie in, uh, in Malawi. It's a call to all of us in our local communities, a call to come alongside others, to recognise a God who is already at work in our community, but a God who graciously invites us to join him in mission and the privilege of being alongside of coming alongside other people with their hurts, with their needs, and the privilege we have to be the hands and feet of Jesus, alongside us who model the life-transforming, all-powerful, loving, gracious heart of God who practice love in action. The story in John 5 that we heard read for us already today is one of my favourite stories in the good news, in the Gospels. It's a beautiful story of transformation. It's a metaphor, I think, for mission in a broken world in which we live today. There is this pool at Bethesda. It's described in the passage, this pool in Jerusalem. And picture around this pool, steps. And on the steps sit people who are lame, who are blind, who are paralysed, people living with other physical and mental challenges, people who've been pushed the margins, left, voiceless, kind of thrown around this pool with a superstition that as the water bubbles up and if you're first in the water, you might be healed. It's an arena of desperation and despair. But what happens? God in the flesh steps into this arena. Love with skin on steps into this arena. Our king who makes all things new steps into this arena. To people who are pushed aside, to people left to fend for themselves, left to die, forgotten, insignificant, voiceless, God comes to town with a message of love and hope and transformation. And look at this picture at Bethesda, this pool of hopelessness and despair and maybe we ask ourselves the question today who might those people be in our community in 2023 people experiencing homelessness without a secure and safe shelter over their head this evening refugees and asylum seekers women and children escaping domestic and family violence first nations people living with disadvantage and racism Teens grappling with, their, with gender and sexuality issues. People who can't put food on the table tonight, struggling to make ends meet. Lonely people, elderly people shut in their own homes. People living with mental health challenges and the stigmas that can still sadly go with those challenges. An old mentor of mine said, Scott, you haven't got to look far to see brokenness. In fact, I see brokenness every day when I look in the mirror because I know myself that I'm a broken person. But thank God for his grace and by the Holy Spirit, I I see God at work in my life, seeking to shape my life to to being more Christ-like, that I might live and love and lead more like Jesus. And the Holy Spirit at work in your life, doing the same thing today. And then what does God do? He esteems us as broken people in sending us out into our local communities that we might come alongside other broken people and be the hands and feet of Jesus.
Come back to John 5. What do we see Jesus do? Firstly, we see that Jesus is attentive. He sees the pain of others. He steps into this arena of desperation and despair and we read he sees the paralysed man. This phrase in this passage that jumps out, Jesus saw the man. Others had forgotten this man, but Jesus saw the man. In Luke chapter 7, the woman who's lost her husband and now whose only son has died, we read that same phrase, Jesus saw the woman. Can I remind you today that for Jesus to see need and pain, he had to be proximal. He had to be rubbing shoulders with those in need, actively engaged, getting his hands dirty. Not a God who was detached or distant, but a God up close to brokenness and people in need. When Senator Pastor Raphael Warnock was re-elected as a senator in Georgia in December 2022, in his speech, he said these profound words, you can't love people unless you know people and you can't know them unless you walk with them and you cannot serve me if you cannot see me. You cannot serve me if you cannot see me. Jesus sees the man and he comes to serve the man with transforming love, love in action. My challenge today is to ask myself, and I invite you to ask yourself the same question. Are we proximal? Are we engaged? Are we walking alongside others in our local neighbourhoods? Are our eyes open? Are we attentive to what God is doing around us? In loving others, Jesus saw the man. He became proximal. He rubbed shoulders with brokenness. Jesus was attentive and then he acted. Out of love and compassion, he brings holistic transformation. He sees the man's needs and he now responds holistically in love. He asks the question of the man, do you want to get well? Sometimes people stop and think, what a strange question. But what was Jesus really asking? He was saying, do you want your life to be totally transformed physically, spiritually, emotionally, socially, that you might be up on your feet with a new sense of dignity but responsibility, that your life will be new afresh with choice and opportunity and well-being? But we're no longer you sit in self-pity, but you'll be responsible for your own life and what lays ahead. Man is about to experience the transformation of Christ holistically. He's told to stand up and there's physical healing. But then he's told, roll up your mat, take up your mat and walk. Why does Jesus say pick up your mat? Because you won't be lying down on it anymore. I've come to bring holistic transformation. I've come to allow you to walk, but to walk into a new future, knowing the love and the hope of Jesus in your life. In Mengochi, not far across the border from Masangulu. Joyce, one of our intercultural team members, has been teaching women to sew, been running a two-year tailoring course supported by Baptists across our Australian movement. It's not a hand-out initiative, but a hand-up initiative. A group of women have come together with Joyce. 
Joy so naturally uh, by word shares the hope and the love of Jesus, the difference God has made in her life, her wonderful testimony. But she's seeking to also holistically love these women around her, women who have been denied opportunities, women living in impoverished communities, women with few choices. Suddenly they're learning new skills. And in this two-year tailoring course, their final assignment was to make a dress. And recently I saw a photo, this group of women, all with huge smiles on their faces, wearing the dresses that they had learnt to sew. And they step out into a new future with income generating skills to run micro businesses that will change their lives and their families and potentially communities around them. What is Joyce doing? Joyce is modelling the holistic love of God. She has seen a need and she's acted in a relevant and practical way that brings transformation to lives around her. In love, in his love for others, in his compassion for others, Jesus was attentive to needs around him. Jesus acted holistically, seeking to bring change to people's lives. And in love, Jesus addressed injustice. Come back again to the pool at Bethesda. And what do we see? We see people who have been ignored, people who have been left, people who the religious leaders have turned their back on. They're not modelling the love and care of God for these people. Family who have who've dumped loved ones there, shamed by their illness or disease. And here the people are voiceless. Here we see a picture of injustice. Here the people around this pool become a symbol of people around our globe and our nation today who suffer because of injustice and unjust systems around them. And what does Jesus do? Jesus steps in this arena of desperation and despair and he declares this is not how things should be. This is not how things should be. And he opens a window into the kingdom now but the kingdom not yet as he brings transformation to this paralysed man's life. Jesus moves in the human neighbourhood to bring shalom, peace, joy, Hope, love, grace, belonging, righteousness, accepting a new way of living, being in right relationship with God, with others and with creation. And as Jesus models shalom, he calls on us to be agents of shalom in our own lives today as we come alongside others. Melanie has been in Malawi for more than a decade serving with our Baptist Mission Australia team. She came alongside a, a group of women in impoverished Yao villages, women who seemed to, to lack any opportunities to progress or change their life, women who were dreaming of different future, women who were stuck, women who were experiencing the injustice of poverty and gender and their situation. And it was like within Melanie's heart she echoed those words, this is not how it's meant to be. She listened to the women. 
She listened to their needs and their heart's desires. And the women shared about the vision of establishing a a preschool, an early childhood centre in Mangochi that would care for children, uh, that would uh, share the faith and the good news of Jesus, but more than that, that would be self-sustaining and where profits could be poured back into impoverished communities. It was a beautiful, grand vision. Melanie could have said to these women, that seems too difficult, that seems too hard, but no. She came alongside these women. She cheered them on. She provided mentoring and resourcing and advice. She journeyed with these women as they pursued their goal. It was a delight to sit with these women when I was in Mangotchi last year, big smiles on their face, thanking Baptist Mission Australia for our partnership, but more celebrating how God was using them how God was using their story, their experiences, how God was turning their vision into action. And recently, uh, the preschool moved into beautiful new facilities by the river in Mangotchi as we celebrate a God at work in communities around the world as we celebrate love in action. Melanie was attentive to the needs of women around her. Melanie acted with a heart of compassion and love But as Melanie advocated for these women, she addressed injustice. She pursued justice. She pursued shalom. She said there is another way, the way of our king, the way of our king who comes with holistic love to transform lives in local communities, in my neighbourhood, in yours, in Mozambique, in Malawi, in communities where Baptist Mission Australia serves around the world. In 1 John 3.18, we read these words. My dear friends, let's not just talk about love. Let's practice real love. Let's not just talk about love. Let's practice real love. I know in my own life, it's easy to talk about love. In local churches, it's easy to sit and talk about love. We can do that from a distance. We can do that and be detached. We can do that and stay within our own comfort zones. We can do that with no risk or no cost. We can do that safely. We can do that and not get our hands dirty. We can do that in holy huddles. But that's not what Jesus calls us to. We're called to real love, the Apostle says, the love of another kind, the love of Christ called to be alongsiders who model this love to others, who see others, who see the needs in others, who serve others, who live counterculturally, who move from being seduced by the call of me first and consumerism and materialism and comfort to where we focus on others, where we sacrificially love, where we step out of our comfort zones and we come alongside others, we take risks, we become the hands and feet of Jesus in our beautiful but broken worlds. That's what our intercultural team members are doing across the world and across Australia with your wonderful support, with your prayer support, with your generous financial support. They can only do this because of your partnership with us and we say thank you. But it's also what the followers of Jesus are doing in the citywide church in Hobart. 
In Hobart, over the last five years, the Nepalese population has grown from 600 to more than 6,000, creating a pool of many needs for these new arrivals, these new people coming to Tasmania. What has the citywide church done? They've come alongside the Nepalese people. They've seen their need. They've responded to the Holy Spirit's leading. They've chosen not to simply be comfortable and focus on their own needs as an English congregation, but open their hearts, open their wallets, open their time to stand alongside these beautiful Nepalese people in Hobart. In responding to the Holy Spirit, they're responding with holistic, transforming love. They've become advocates for the Nepalese friends and neighbours. They've become advocates for justice. They've established a driving school so Nepalese people can learn to drive to, uh, to get a better chance of employment. They're helping people with community integration and participation, connecting with local services and facilities. They're providing food support. They're helping people get through the hoops of government red tape and fill out government forms. They're helping with the support of, of health and other basic needs. And they're seeing people come to faith. They're seeing people discover loving community. And now, in partnership with Baptist Mission Australia, the Nepalese congregation, the English congregation, the citywide church together, we're exploring opportunities to share that same love with Nepalese people in their home country in Nepal. It's a beautiful story of partnership. It's a beautiful story of a local church saying yes to love in action. What's true in Hobart is true for each of our communities around Australia, where we're called to be people who pursue shalom, where we're called to be alongsiders who model the heart of Jesus, who are attentive, who see the needs of brokenness around us. Jesus saw the man. He saw the woman. He sees us and he encouraged us to open our eyes to see needs in others around us. Jesus acted. He acted with practical love, holistically, bringing healing to the man physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially. Jesus steps into the arena of despair and desperation to bring transformation and he beckons you and I into our communities, into arenas of despair in your neighbourhood that we might act with love and compassion. And he calls us to be advocates for justice. In an unjust world, he calls us to be a voice for the voiceless, to stand alongside those who are suffering, to be advocates for justice globally, locally, in our street and across the world. Can I remind you today of the privilege, the invitation, that God calls each one of us to be alongside us, to come alongside people in our community, with that, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to bring love, not to talk about love, but to practice real love, the love of Christ. My prayers are with you in your church community and your local mission. And thank you for your ongoing partnership with Baptist Mission Australia. Together, we take the love of Jesus to people across the globe and we see God at work transforming lives. God bless you.